with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, Matt, when you weren't here, uh, you wanted to revisit something. When you, you you weren't here last week, I had a little problem with the wasps. Oh. Um, where I I brought some garbage bags. Jack I, teased the story for me, but I want to hear the whole yeah, thing. Just a little problem. Okay, so I I had some garbage bags, and the the wasps were crazy at the garbage, like outside, and it was yeah, in the garbage. You could, it wasps just, love garbage juice. It was unbelie- mm-hmm. unbelievable. So I decided uh, because we had this uh, event coming up, I said I got to get rid of these things, and I mean, the garbage our garbage isn't coming. So what am I going to do? So I gonna bring them to the station no problem five in the morning uh, i grab these garbage bags and there's no sign <laughs> he's casually of, using the works dumpster there's no sure there's no sign of wasps anywhere um so i just bring them in uh, my vehicle and then not even I, think about it then i completely forget to unload when i get to the station and so uh by the time i left that morning my uh vehicle was just a buzzing <laughs> so you stepped up to it and all you could hear is be and you look inside, and they're donking against the glass everywhere, everywhere. So I'm like, "What do I do?" So <laughs> walk home. Chris is Chris's number one thing is like, "I got to get home fast." So like, I'm I, I got to figure this out. <laughs> so I open up every like orifice in the vehicle I can. Orifice? How uh, window? Yeah. <laughs> I mean the sunroof included. Sunroof, hatchback, everything. Pull out these garbage bags, and they're just a buzzing, and the bees are just everywhere in them. And I, you know what? The good news was that Karen had kind of the day before had given them a shot of the old raid or something. So I think they weren't on their game, so to speak. A little dopey, <laughs> right? So, so anyway, I, I, I thought I'd gotten most of them out. And I'm like, well, I got to get home. I'm not walking. Jack says walk home. Right. Oh yeah, I would walk home. Yeah, no, there's I, no way I'd ever get into that car so again. I thought there Jack, was just, see Jack tronching it down the highway. <laughs> I thought there was a couple of wasps in the vehicle, but by the time I got on the white mud off of uh, off of Ninety First Street, uh, the, the the wasps were coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a short merge lane there, and it's usually very busy. I imagine Chris's radar just going. Beep, 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 beep. He's got wasps headed for his eyes. <laughs> oh, they were. They were all over me. They were crawling in my beard. They were Oh, everywhere. my. Yeah. This is horrible. The worst. So, yeah. You literally lived that one scene in Tommy Boy. Swerving all over the road. <laughs> the bees are everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Did you get most of them out of the, by the time you got home? I had all the windows open in the sunroof, and they would not go out. They were just, they were like stuck inside for some reason or stuck to my face. Did you get stung? No. I know. And I killed like 10 of them. So... Yeah, somebody called you in for being intoxicated. You were just hitting wasps. <laughs> you there. could have been intoxicated with all that venom. <laughs> I didn't get bit, but oh. anyway, I should have got bit. I don't think you feel it anymore. <laughs> Is that it? Oh. How do you not get bit after they're swarming you all over your beard? I don't. You were almost a Reader's Digest story of like, survival. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's the story, Matt. And it was. Let this be a lesson. Don't let your garbages fester. Chuck them out. And don't think that they're sleeping because they're not sleeping. They do sleep, but they'll wake up and that's when they get you. So, anyway. And they'll get you. And they'll get you. All right. Quick draw coming up. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. The country music artist with the most money. Oh, yes. You guys don't know, right? So you I can, think I have an idea. Yeah, but but you haven't seen the list. No, no. I don't have this. I haven't seen the list. The official list from the internet. I bet you it's all old boys, right? Probably. And a couple of young girls. Yeah, we, yeah it was interesting. I'm not going to give you any Are hints. you going to tell us? Well, no, I think that you should guess. Who who do you think has got the most money in Toby Keith's up there. Yeah, I remember Toby Keith from previous lists because of the songwriting and the bars. Toby Keith is three on the list. Ooh. What? Garth? Net worth be. $365 million. That's amazing. Garth? 
Garth is four on the list. What about uh, 330 Dolly? million. Dolly. Who? Dolly Parton. You ever heard of her? <laughs> <laughs> what about Reba? You mean her? There you are. Dolly. And she's got a perfume now, too. Dolly is number one on the list. There you yes. go. Mrs. Moderna. That's our girl. $500 million. <gasps> Almost a billion dollars. Okay, but who's number two on the list? Okay, Taylor so you, Swift. Hang on, no, no, Taylor's. Does, they don't have Taylor in the list. Oh, so number two, Shania. Yes, Matt. What really? You must have cheated, yeah, Matt. You just guessed every single person on the list. <laughs> I finally do something like great, and I get accused of cheating. No, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't cheat. I, I just figured Shania, like she was huge in the '90s, made tons of money, and that she was there at the tail end of CDs, right? Right, right. So Do- Dolly number one with five hundred million. Shania number two with four hundred million. Toby, as we said, three sixty-five. Garth three thirty. Uh, you missed another guy. You might as well just spit him out because you must yeah. have the list in front George of you. Strait? George Strait. George Strait. You're right, yeah. Matt. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't look at the list. <laughs> I did it. I did. I just figured, like, okay, I know. You, okay, you know who's, who's number six on the list? This guy passed away recently. <sighs> I don't know. Spit it out, Matt. You must have the list in front of you. <laughs> don't, I'm staring you right in the eyes. Oh, I have he's no pretending idea. He doesn't Who just know. passed away? Well, Ronnie Dunn? No, he's hey, still alive. Whoa. <laughs> what? I was whoa, thinking, whoa, of who I don't know. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rod. Oh, okay, yeah. Then Kenny Chesney. Ch- Ken- oh, See, yeah. Like, Kenny Chesney is it? He's just got this whole world by the horns. Reba's number eight with ninety-eight million. Alan Jackson number nine with oh. ninety-six million. I thought Alan would be higher on the chart because he's got like thirty number one hits and he wrote them all. And then number ten on the list is Brad Paisley. With There's a real. Million. A real Old 90s school. vibe to this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They were all smart, right? They wrote their own songs. And they sold CDs. Well, they, that's the thing. CDs, CDs, CDs. Yeah. That's the back in the day when you sold an album. When you, you used made to bang. be able to make money, right? Now you yeah. get like a couple bucks from a streaming service. Exactly. So there it is. Well, shoot. I thought it was interesting. I thought Dolly and uh, Shania, uh, Lady Power, that's awesome. I'm happy about this. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. You go, girls. Yeah. But anyway. Let's most, go, girls. Oh, sorry. Actually. Most would should say Garth, but you know what? Garth could have, Garth could be number one on that list, but again, he's kept his ticket prices down. Oh, here oh, we go. Oh, this is, oh, yeah. Just what a nice guy. It's true. He could have made double that money. He, if he's 350, he could have made 700 million. You by, should share the, start the church amazing. of Garth. You're a Garth apologist. <laughs> Garth could have a billion dollars. He could. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Amy and Jamie. Hi. Hi, guys. How are hey. you? Good, good, good. You sound absolutely identical. Forever is, yep. and ever and ever. <laughs> this, th- we're going to have to do high voice, low voice. Amy, you are in first. You get to be high voice when you answer your questions, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. It sounds like that won't be too much of a stretch for you. You've got a higher voice, so that's good. Yeah. Now, Jamie, you got to be low voice. Okay. All right. (laughs) As low as you can go. As low as you can go, just so we can determine who's actually said the answers. And again, just blurt them out as loud as you can, uh, because the first one to three is going to, uh, well, qualify for that 250 bucks that we make on Friday. Okay, here we go. Okay. Name a Christmas decoration that starts with a J. Garland. Who's that? Amy. J. J. Oh, J. Um. Had me fooled. (laughs) Um, Joy Joy (laughs) You can get paper Joy signs I'm going to allow it Okay, All right. so who was that? Yeah Not me, not Jamie Not Jamie, okay It was Amy It was Amy, not Jamie (laughs) We have literal twins playing (laughs) All right. here we go Question number two A chicken wing flavor that starts with the letter D Oh, 
Dijon? No. Dijon counts. Sure. Who was yeah. that, though? That was Jamie. No. Okay. If you order Dijon wings, you're a monster. I don't know. I'd give it a bite. <laughs> <laughs> In secret when yeah. I was looking. <laughs> Into the dark. All right. So are we tied up at one each? We are. Okay, ladies. Here we go. Low voice, high voice, if you can. <laughs> Please. A store that starts with a B. Bed, Bath, and Beyond. Bed, Bath, and Beyond. Yes. Three Bs. Triple B. And that and that was? <laughs> Who was that? Jamie. <laughs> Thank okay. you for your honesty, ladies. I think we should play a game called Which One Said the Answer. Okay. <laughs> Too hard. All right, Jamie's leading 2-1. Amy, you got a blocker here, okay? Okay. Okay. A plant that starts with the letter V. Venus flytrap? Yes. And who was that? Amy or Jamie? Jamie, sorry. Oh, <laughs> don't feel bad. Deeper. <laughs> don't don't feel bad that you won. And the, the Venus flytrap is actually a plant. Chris, it's Isn't yes, it, it is. Yeah, it you is. think it's not real? What, what else is it? An animal? <laughs> <laughs> WKRP, one of the great announcers on there, the DJs was Venus flytrap. I I didn't know that that came from a plant. That have you never seen one before? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? This, uh, they come out of the ground, Chris. All right, all right. Somebody's going to win 250 bucks. Let's talk about Chris not knowing Venus flytraps are real. I didn't. I honestly didn't. Know. What? You've never seen the, the plant that closes on a fly? What? Someone head to Salisbury and get him one. <laughs> Yikes. Jamie, congratulations to you. Yes. I guess I'm the Thank real. You. Apparently, I'm the real loser today. I mean, we all learn during quick draw. <laughs> This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. I was today years old when I found out that Venus flytraps were actual plants, honestly. Again, in my defense, and again, you guys, WKRP, are you kind of familiar with the yeah, show? Yes, like Venus flytrap. He was awesome. Yeah, and that's uh, that was how I was... Uh, Do you think he just made up that name? I, <laughs> I, I had no idea where the name came from, but I knew oh. I knew his name was Venus flytrap, and I had no idea that we had uh, Mercury thing. ankle bracelet. You just and like making up names? For the record, if you just if you had no idea and you were just you just came from somewhere else in the world where there were no Venus flytraps and somebody told you this plant is called a Venus flytrap, you'd be like, No, it's not. Name I remember, the th- we had them in school. But is that not a weird strange They were the name? most famous plant of all. Yes, every great nature documentary. Yeah, every night nature documentary showed a picture of a Venus flytrap closing on a because like, mm. it's the plant that fights back. And they're like, That's awesome, that's metal. You've never seen that? I have seen that plant. That's a Venus flytrap. Look, why don't we get a Venus wasp trap then? Heck yeah. The problem is, is Venus flytrap, once it catch, catches a fly, it takes literal weeks for it to digest the fly. So oh. it's like very inefficient. Oh. But it's good for the plant. And okay. they live in tropical areas. So sorry, Alberta. So we don't have them. No. I so don't. Not they, naturally. They're uh, in greenhouses. Are they? Yeah. You can buy them. They're like 10 bucks. I've been in a greenhouse <laughs> twice it's in my life. been a while. <laughs> this is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. I was not drinking when I was not aware that uh, Venus flytraps were actually a plant. I thought it was like a jock, a disc jockey from WKRP in Cincinnati. And you're not wrong. One of the best shows Was. Ever. Yeah. Is. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Kurt, you're going to make me feel a little bit better about my silliness. My brother, who is uh, 45, had his... 10-year-old son, teach him that pickles are cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. My brother actually said, no way, and he had to Google it. And his 10-year-old <laughs> son that came back from school taught him that cucumbers, pickled, or pickles. I could imagine, like, hey, Google, 
is pickles cucumbers? And she says, are you serious? <laughs> exactly, right? This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Um, speaking of uh, back to school, it is that time, of course, with staggered entry this uh, week. So there's more kids uh, going for the first day uh, today and more of those pictures. I saw a few of them yesterday, Jack, of the chalkboards and the kids going to school for the first it's the day. Best. They're all smiling and they're so happy. Just Jack's favorite thing. And my wife's favorite thing, too, to be honest. She just loves it. So yeah. just cruising I think it's that. so funny when you ask kids at five years old what they want to be. Yeah. yeah. And what it's is horrible. it normally? What's your daughter want to be? She wants to be uh, like our day home provider. Lynn says, I want to be a Lynn. Oh, okay. It's really sweet. Well, that is awesome. <laughs> I want to live with her too. <laughs> I think she does. <laughs> I think that's part of the deal. <laughs> I want to be her. I want to live with her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. But anyway, it got me reminiscing and I, I wonder if, uh, you know, this, this, this happens anymore or do you remember if it happened in your world? Um, Jack, your mom, uh, uh, who's with you right now, dancing TikTok, but that's another story. <laughs> you can see it on our Instagram page. <laughs> uh, she is a, 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 a sewer. And yes. uh, I, I wonder about, you know, on the farm, I know that I remember going to school and there was and my mom, a lot of great things. She's got a lot of wonderful things that she does. I don't think she would say that she's a sewer necessarily. So we never had many uh, homemade outfits mm-hmm. as I, I remember but I do remember many others did you know they had the and you nothing like getting custom made jeans that fit you perfectly yeah you know? that's the thing and right. it is amazing to have a mom or to have a parent in your life that is able to do that even right. nowadays I mean if I want something I can literally go to my mom and be like I really need this I can't find it anywhere can you make it really check out that kid's fit He's yes. looking tight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My mom sewed it no big deal. It's like tailored to you. Nothing against the Sandstore Husky Fit jeans that I wore. They just didn't <laughs> fit Also tailored to you. <laughs> they didn't they did, they did fit quite as quite as well. But uh, so, uh, you know, the question is, uh, homemade clothes, do you got any stories for us? You uh, wearing anything homemade? Yeah. Matt? Yeah, I have something homemade. Do you? Yes. What? what? I once Instagram story a picture of... Uh, <laughs> This outfit had all these knitted, weird knitted things. This is from like the early 60s. Right. And then uh, Chris's sister-in-law yeah. saw this. I'm like, I want oh, that hat. Yes, yes. And she knitted me this hat. I think and she it's... got somebody else to do it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Still have the hat. It's yes. fantastic. Uh, oh, and in uh, grade, I think it was eight, yeah. home ec, I made my own lunch bag and I rocked that bad boy. Like, Did you? Out, oh, out yeah. of denim? Like, was it a denim lunch bag? Or no, what? it's just like standard cheap fabric that the school could afford. There okay. is something when you make it, there's a certain pride, and you're like, yeah, I did this. Sure. But some of them turn out to be disastrous. Sure. Yeah. Like, sometimes mom maybe doesn't quite get your fit properly. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, once in a while, I'm like, I need a Hutterite outfit. Like, they look pretty sharp. Yeah. Yeah, you see the the, 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 the flannel they're rocking? Well, I know a few in Warburg. Maybe we can get you something. <laughs> sure, I, and a dozen eggs, please. No. <laughs> okay, well, we can work on that. I don't know. If anybody out there that's uh, got stories about you know reminiscing or maybe it's happening now, you know what? Uh, homemade clothes. We'd love to hear from you. 780-421-1039. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, Margaret just called us. We're talking about homemade clothes, and she said her mom made everything for the uh, the kids when they were growing up. Um, you know, even winter jackets. So there you go. That's amazing. You yeah. know, back in the day during the depression, uh, potato yeah. sack company heard that people were using their sacks to make clothing. Yeah, so they actually changed how they made the bags to make it so that people would have better clothing. Softer. Really? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Fun fact. Did you just make that up? <laughs> Maybe. 
<laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I heard it on a podcast. So it must be true, right? <laughs> All right. right. Uh, you know what? Uh, we were talking about uh, homemade clothes. Yes, Jack. We did get this text at 103.939. My mom made my grad dress and all the bridesmaid dresses for my friend's wedding. And my my mother-in-law, same thing. Just, yeah, beyond brilliant when it came to to doing that kind of stuff. She just, there's just nothing she can't sew. As someone who sat at a sewing machine, Hmm. they're more complicated than the space station controls. Yeah. And they can be very expensive. Oh, yeah. You get an old school singer, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then like I don't understand how sewing works. Like the needle goes. How does the thread go? Like what I happens? Don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't up and down. Now. I now it goes up and down. I don't know how it works. <laughs> and like, like how much thread do I need? Yeah, where do I put the like? Do I fold fabric onto itself? Yeah. Do you guys want to break? Oh, so go ahead. I was gonna say. Do you know that my mom? One of the things that she took when she was evacuated was her sewing machine. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> she packed it up and she wrote on. She's got a sewing machine Facebook page, and she wrote, and everyone was like, "Oh yes, good idea." Yeah, she <laughs> left. Her husband there. She did, but she took the sewing machine. She got a twenty-four pack of Costco water on one shoulder and her sewing machine under the other. <laughs> Do you guys want to break a rule? Okay. Yes. And just play a song. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just play a song. Considering we're talking about you know sewing and doing all that kind of okay. stuff. Okay. Do you want to? Do you what want to pl- sewing country song do we have? Oh come on, Jack. <laughs> do you know? I just saw it, so now I know. All right, here it is. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, we were talking uh, last hour about the fact that uh, she is the richest country music artist. Somebody just said just one of the many reasons she's number one on the rich list, right? There you go. Um, yeah, Dolly Parton, 500 million bucks and counting. So not bad. She doesn't have to wear And now she's got five more cents because we just played that song. <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't have to wear Clink. a coat of many colors anymore. Um, to put it mildly, it's uh, 821. Uh, yeah, we're having a fun morning. Thank you for all the text, too, uh, about Matt being right about uh, the potato sacks. They made yes. them better quality, so people had better quality clothes. So there you go. And they changed them, as I, I do remember now, they changed the material mm-hmm. and did designs on it so you'd have different looks. Really? Yeah. So they changed the potato sack design so your clothes would have different looks. Yep. Wow. That's nice of them. That's awesome. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Is there anything Matt doesn't know? Nope. Not this morning. You've been very knowledgeable. Showing my genius, finally. <laughs> I'm like Matt Damon. Or you're just I, I, reading I, through all the things. <laughs> I'm, I swear, I'm, I'm radio Matt Damon. I'm just cleaning the hallways and then solving huge math problems on whiteboards when people don't see it. Right. You are uh, Apple boy. It makes sense. How <laughs> about them apples? <laughs> this is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. And huh. let's let's talk about your your uh, your wonderful relatives, and they are really neat people. They if really more are. people were like my in laws, the world would be an amazing place. Yeah, they are they are considerate of the environment and people yeah. around them. Yeah, they eat well, they move, they garden. Do they? Eat They're well, also Matt? psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> like these people are so much to handle. Yes. They're like I love them so much. They're amazing human beings. Yeah. But they have what you call mild <laughs> dietary restrictions. By mild I mean extreme to the extreme. <laughs> but uh my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, <laughs> my nephew all are uh celiacs. Okay. So this means going out and eating is a chore. Right. And I've been out before when they eat, and it's like they, the research you do ahead of time to make sure you get a place that's not going to poison you with gluten <laughs> is outrageous. Now, during our trip, they went on a 16-kilometer hike. Literally had to drive an hour and a half to get there, do the, the hike, which took 
eight hours and then drive back. So we were tasked with ordering dinner. Now, ordering dinner isn't as simple as picking up the phone and saying, I want this, this, and this. Uh I happened to be the one who phoned because Sam was busy with the children. Right. I dialed beep, boop, beep, boop, took a deep (laughs) breath. (laughs) And I said, okay, what do you do with your non-gluten food? Is there a station in which you prepare it? Is there a fryer that is dedicated for non-gluten foods? (laughs) If this meal has gluten or is prepared on that particular station, can you make it on the other station? (laughs) If that doesn't work, how about this meal? I literally felt like the biggest handful in the world. This poor guy, he answered the phone and was like, he hung it up. He's like, this isn't worth it. No. <laughs> but he walked He just out. closed his restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> he flipped the sign in the front door, locked the door, and walked away. The question is, did you finish ordering before they came back? Yes. And nobody got poisoned with gluten. <laughs> like, a personal success for not only the chef, but me. <laughs> they call it getting glutened. And, like, you s- <laughs> There's celiacs out there listening, I'm sure. And it's awful, right? And they have to live the same thing. But ordering for people with dietary restrictions, when yeah. I don't have any myself, yeah. it's wild. My wife now is off eggs yeah. and dairy. She's decided. I'm surrounded by it. <laughs> All I want is a pizza. <laughs> You have to literally just, like, eat secretly in your car. <laughs> oh, and I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have my uh, son-in-law-to-be. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed that that happens. But anyway, uh, and not that they're not going to get married because they don't want to get married. But anyway, um, he's uh, lactose intolerant now. And uh, so that's just... I wish they were lactose intolerant. Why? That's I feel so like easy. That's manageable. Yeah, yeah that's easy. You take Even a, that can be a lactate, kind. and then you have a pizza, and you're all right. I guess I know, but now we have lactose free cheese and things. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We have pizza without cheese on it. I don't know. Let me. I've tried pizza without cheese. Yeah, and there's some that is so bad. There's yeah. pizza. <laughs> even I would turn down pizza without cheese on it sometimes. But like, there's some good stuff, and I've opened my eyes to the world of vegan and diet yeah. and stuff like that, and it's great. Oh yeah. Your eyes have been opened. <sighs> How do they ever? I'm never doing that again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ordering for something. <laughs> <laughs> and then you accidentally almost killed your mother-in-law. Oh, I gluten the butter. <laughs> yeah. A big How? no-no. So they actually bring toaster bags because they, like, any place with a toaster, you have to put the to- like their toast, their special non-gluten toast, in a bag because the crumbs of the other gluten bread that's been in the toaster might taint it. The same thing goes if you take a piece of scoop of butter, you you butter your bread and then you right. put the knife back in the butter, you're getting the re- residue of gluten on the butter. And I did that. I'm like, oh, oh, I just put the butter back in the fridge. <laughs> Nobody said anything. Mix it back I, in. <laughs> my mother-in-law didn't text. I had to stop diarrhea. <laughs> so we're all right. Wow. Uh, yeah. Jack, you have none of this in your world. You're lucky, huh? No, like my family will probably not invite you to the barbecue if you don't eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, they you're out of here. The thing is, like, they're amazing cooks. We eat incredible yeah. meals. They eat meat. But gluten can go and die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> the texts are coming in. It is exhausting. Tell us your experience and your story. We'd love to hear from you this morning. 780-421-1039. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Wow, there's a lot going on this morning. Uh, I'm talking about uh, you know, food allergies and few uh, food stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it can be very, very challenging for sure. And you had mentioned earlier, Matt, talking about eggs and avoiding them. That's what your wife is trying to do. This text says it is so hard to avoid them. It's such a struggle. Pretty much the only decent thing is vegan mayo and buttermilk battered things for deep fried. The rest, 
garbage. Fake <laughs> egg and egg replacer, garbage. Big old dumpster fire. It's awful. Like I, my like anybody who's got an allergy is chasing that allergy dragon. Right. Like my in-laws when they they come into town, there's new bakeries, right? Anybody who has a gluten-free bakery, yeah. they literally, okay, we'll be there in another hour and a half. We're just traveling to the gluten-free bakery. And they <laughs> buy the place out. <laughs> like, they try it. And, and they're always like, Matt, try this. It's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. But it's not gluten. And, and the the next thing is, my wife, who had to cut out <laughs> eggs and dairy, because my daughter reacts to it in the breast milk. Right. Now, to get back on it. You have to do the dairy ladder. <laughs> <laughs> what is the dairy ladder? You have to slowly work your way up to certain things. So like with eggs, she's like, first you start with egg baked and then you st- into something. Then you start with egg cooked and then you can go into like other versions of egg and dairy. You have to step by step two weeks, every single one <laughs> until you're able to eat it again and see how your child reacts. Okay. It's horrible. <laughs> That's love. <laughs> yes. And she's get she's got these things called egg excitables. Yeah. And like she's like, okay, scramble me some eggs. You can't scramble these. It's fake eggs. <laughs> I they, wonder why. <laughs> they're not egg exciting. Okay. Well, I've done the dairy ladder, but I usually start at the top. <laughs> <laughs> and he's rolling down. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Perfect song to play, considering we're talking about breakups, Jack. Yes, we are. A guy at a recent sports game. Gave us $5 to the sports board operator and said, hey, can you put this message on the board? And it said, Alyssa, we're over, Tim. You know, I guess you can propose at sports events. So I guess breaking up is another way. Sure. Either end of the spectrum. Beginnings and endings. Uh We are talking about your bad breakups. And we got this text at 103.939. When I was younger, about 19 years old, I was dating a guy and he broke up with me over text message with 101 reasons why he didn't like me. One of them was that when we went out for dinner, I never finished my plate of food. So he felt like there was no point in going for dinner. The other was simply the fact that my friend didn't want to date his friend. So somehow that was my fault. He was just grasping his straws, you know, from 80 to 100. Well, I mean, 101 reasons. There's going to be some petty ones in there. Like one of the things I love most about my wife is she doesn't finish her food because I get to. Exactly. More free me. Yeah. If you want it to work, you look at the positives. Uh Uh-huh. She says, needless to say, I wasn't sad when he broke up with me. I was infuriated. How do you have so many reasons and date someone that you don't like? Hmm. Jack, you ever been broken up with in a petty way? I don't think in a petty way. Have you ever broke up with anybody in a petty way? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Say yes without saying yes. (laughs) This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Tequila, little time with you. There is John Party kissing in the morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt. It's nine twenty-two. Talking about breakups, and Glenda is on the line. Glenda, hi. You dated quite a guy, did you? <laughs> I did. Yeah, tell us about him. Um, so he was thirty-two years old. Sat at home, played video games all the time. Would call in sick to work, uh, just to play his video games. And his mom, he was like true man, baby. His mom would come and do his groceries make his bed, do his laundry, his dishes, that kind of thing. Um, six months in, I was like, yeah, no, not going to work. Got to gotta cut this off. Right. So I tried, and he showed up for supper one night and with a promise ring. And then I discovered, well, he told me he had borrowed the money from his dad because he didn't have cash on him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, you got to go, like now. And he refused to take the ring back, so... That night he left, I boxed the ring up, and I went to the post office the next morning, and I sent it 
to his address with a letter that basically said, see you never. <laughs> Glenda, I told you, my dad, <laughs> he really wanted us to be together. <laughs> yeah, you literally described the man baby on the show. Yeah, when you started this story, I was like, I've heard this before. <laughs> Glenda, you found a diamond relationship. First off, that guy's getting his mortgage paid for rent no. free. Think about you living yeah, with that no. guy. And his name was There's Matt DeBurz. Yeah, what, you know, what, he didn't. He didn't own it. <laughs> uh, wouldn't have that been a plot twist? Oh well. <laughs> Glenda, thank you for the great story. And uh, you did you find somebody better? I did. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely did. He makes his own bed. <laughs> yes. Well, no. No. He doesn't <laughs> so far, they never do. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.